You are listening to Crying for Information. There is a 100% chance your testosterone will rise when listening to this beast. Welcome to the first fantasy football podcast of the season. Um, I'm really excited about this pod. Can't wait to give it to you guys every week. Um, now, this will probably be the weirdest podcast we do because it is the first one of the season, and we are inviting the former commissioner, Alec Deach, this afternoon or slash night, depending on your location. And um, the way I want to do this pod is normally I'll do a 10 to 15 minute solo um, and then go into our interview. It's going to be a little bit different today. We'll go interview into the solo after. Really excited to have Alec on the pod. I'm going to invite, uh, accept his invitation right now. And... Big things coming, and he's joined us, folks. All the way from Buffalo himself, Alec Deach is in the Zoom. What's going on, Chris? How are we not doing? Too much, you know, uh, first time recording this podcast, and I'm not going to lie. feels pretty fucking awkward, but you know what? We're going to take each punch that gets thrown at us, and let's do it. You know what I mean? I, I think you're the best man for the job, so... Yeah, you're good at rolling with the punches. So I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm expecting, expecting big things out of you. Never been in a fight, so I don't know much about a punch. But uh, you know what I know about violent hands, and this is something to do with violent hands. We're here talking fantasy football. But first, Alec, how's your summer been? I, I'll ask you this: Are we, are we recording? Yeah, we're, we're going. We're, we're, uh, we're, we're live. We're live. People. Getting, um, this is the first. I explained in the beginning. It's probably going to be the. Uh, Shittiest production, just because I, I'm probably going to go Zoom straight to upload, but I'm unsure how it works. So they'll. Sure. Yeah, no, uh, summer's good, man. You know, in terms of fantasy football, the off season's always always fun. Um, but dude, I'm just ready to get back out there, ready to draft my team, and and ready to uh, start playing fantasy football again. There's there's only so much mock drafting and that you can take. Eventually, you just got to get back out there and for week one. Exactly. And uh, grad school so far, thumbs up, thumbs down, little review. Um, school is school, man. And I, for some reason, forgot about that. And uh, yeah, I, I've had multiple group projects and five minute presentation on job fit in a couple of days. So a lot of projects going on. Um, and yeah, it's uh, I'm back at it, spending a lot of time at the library. You know what? The library is good for you. I'd Went there a little bit too much myself and didn't do enough work. But, hey, you seem you're a little bit more mature than me, Alec, and I'm sure you can handle it. Um, so we'll, we'll just get right into fantasy talk right away. We'll go over the former um, your former years as commissioner in a couple minutes. But first off, reaction to getting the first pick, and I didn't put this in the prompt I sent you. Could we have a trade happening for pick swap? There was a trade in discussion. I'd, I'd have to get more information on the how exactly that works. I don't think it's ever been done in the history of the league. So we'd have to make sure all the managers are on board. Potential, I was approached um, by multiple people actually about trading into that spot. And I'm open to all offers. So um, there could potentially be a trade in the works for anybody listening to this podcast. Please let me know. Um, but I, but I will say, you know, in terms of giving the first pick, I've never had the first pick before. It's good to be number one. Um, McCaffrey is my guy. He's the number one asset in fantasy for a reason. And, you know, in 2019, he had 150 more points than any other back in the league. 
And, uh, you know, I'm hearing after an injury plague 2020, he's ready to get back out there and he's, he's firing on all cylinders. So excited about the first pick. I'm McCaffrey's my guy. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm a running back guy as people know. So, um, I got, I got, I got no qualms about the first pick. And uh, I like how you kind of hinted at who you might be taking number one. Personally, I am very happy with my position at five. I, I personally love Dalvin cook this year. Um, we'll see what he does. I just, I think he gets the ball a lot. I don't trust Kirk Cousins. He needs to dump it to the running back a lot. The Vikings are normally down in games. I kind of, I'm really hoping he's going to be there at five. But after chatting with some fellow owners this weekend up in New Hampton, Vermont, shout out Dylan, shout out Ellery, shout out um, the child on the way, kicking out the womb. Um, I think he will definitely be gone before my fifth pick. So I've given up on that. And for me personally, unless Devontae Adams gets taken fourth, I'm leaning there right now. Even though I want to take a running back first, I don't know if there will be value. And Zeke Elliott scares me. So, you know. I think I think that's a good approach. I mean, Devontae Adams would scare me too. With Sounds like Rodgers is bought in, but, you know, I, I, I trust you to make the right decision, Chris. That's why that's why you're in charge. That's why I am in charge, right. Um, so – We'll, we'll just get right to the point. I know this has probably been a question you've been talking from the Buffalo media recently. Um, why the change in leadership in the fantasy league? Yeah, Chris, that's a great question. I think, I think a couple of things. I think one, you'll learn that it's a thankless job. You don't get paid to be the commissioner, but you do get to deal with a lot of bullshit from your friends by being commissioner. Um, so in that way, it's a lot of times a thankless job. It, you, you really don't hear from people unless you um, are getting complained at. So if things are going well, you know, it's not because of you. When things go wrong, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll warn you there. And uh, but with that being said, I, I did love being the commissioner. You know, we you know back when I picked up the reins of the league, we started with we had standard scoring. We went to decimal. We went to half point PPR from no PPR. Mm-hmm. I changed the playoff structure to ensure that the best team, four teams go to the playoffs as opposed to the best two from each league. We created an auction market for, for free agents. So we did, we did a lot yep. in my time in charge. Um, but, you know, if you look at the United States, pres- presidents only get four term, four years per term. And I think, you know, that sounds about right for our league as well. I mean, I made a lot of changes, but the end of the day, you know, the job's a lot. And uh, sometimes it's ready for the next person, next person uh, to take the reins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I identified you as the guy to do that. You know, there's, there's really no one else I, I trust with, you know, my baby that I created. You've mm-hmm. demonstrated your commitment to the league last year by really bringing a ray of sunshine to what, what was otherwise a pretty gloomy 2020 through your fantasy football updates, songs, periodic posts. Mm-hmm. I think that lifted everyone's spirits and, and, you know, that's, that's what makes you a leader. Mm-hmm. Yoda always said from star Wars, the force is strong in this one. And that's, you know, that's the way I feel about handing the reins off to you. The, the force is strong in you, but well, you know, I, I guess I, I, with that, I'll just give you one word of caution. You know, Yoda used that to mean to be a very good thing, or it could be a potentially very dangerous thing, you know, in the case of Anakin. So, um, you know, I would just caution you that keep yourself in check. No, I, I appreciate those kind words. And uh, I know what you mean. I'll say from my perspective, really excited one that I don't have to deal with uh, the former treasurer 
uh, because I, I can see that was probably the toughest party role having to deal with someone who constantly wanted to run run might be the wrong word to use the idea of a coup against you um, in terms of many different ways, whether it be the group chat in person, we don't need to discuss about uh, DE unless you want to take a dive. I will also take a no comment. I think, uh, you know, I'm not going to point to any specific team or any specific owner in general. I think mm -hmm. it's a tough job and you know, the, the, it's a tough job because it's a tough job, but then, you know, certain people and certain teams don't make it easy on you. And that's your job as commissioner to, to help fill that gap. I mean, there, there are teams you won't hear from. And then there are teams that are pretty high up in your iMessage every week. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, just a word of warning. And uh, you'll learn the, the intricacies of how each team functions and how the ownership is either easy to work with or hard to work with. So just, uh, just a word of warning. I appreciate it. And I feel, I think I'm ready for it. Uh, I've, I've still... I mean, I really felt like I started from the bottom from hearing you guys talk about the fantasy league. Um, and now I'm as your commissioner and it's similar to can't remember who had the quote, but it's hard to train pretty much 24 seven when you're uh, sleeping in silk. And I like to think I came up out of the gutter when it comes to this league and it rose to the top. Um, and I still have that gutter mindset. Yeah. Hashtag gutter boy. Um, yeah. If, 100 no cap but um yeah so as someone who worked their way up i think i have that mentality that will be a good commissioner listen to everyone um because i was really appreciative when you listened to me um kind of made me feel comfortable safe and willing to take risks and now look at us having a podcast so um to, to add on to that are you ready to take a back seat are you worried that midway through the season you might get antsy and have to like you know hit the whip ride the whip as they would say or um put the key in the ignition yeah that's a good question um you know you're talking about being a gutter boy i'm ready to be a gutter boy again <laughs> i think for a while my my face was a little too on the evening news all the time and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm ready to be a gutter boy again i'm ready to operate behind the scenes um get my job done and you know not take the credit for it but just watch my team roll out there every week and take care of business i think you know the commissioner duties stretch you thin at mm -hmm. times. And maybe that's time I couldn't have devoted to the Peaches organization. And, you know, that's messed up. I mean, the Peaches fan base deserves better. They're a championship level fan base. They expect championships every year, year in and year out. And, uh, you know, I promise that they'll, they'll get my full attention and they'll, they'll, they'll be, we'll be better off for it. We'll, we'll learn from what, um, you know, we'll learn from the past and, mm -hmm. you know, we'll take that momentum forward. That's what I like to hear. And I think uh, I, I feel pretty good about your team going into the new year. Obviously don't really know much until draft day, but um, it always starts from the top and comes down as anyone who's ever studied leadership. I'm studying leadership, not a big deal um, would know, but it all normally there is a structured fit at the top who has a calm, relaxed mentality. It normally leads to success. Um, and I see that in your future. And I, you know what? I'll take an early guess. I see the peaches being in the playoffs this year. Yeah, uh, we'll talk. That's my that's my gutter boy right there. That's yep. what we're gutter boys together. Exactly, gutter, gutter, gutter. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, any any anything you'll miss in a positive? Like, will you, what will you miss? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what. I I won't miss. I, I won't miss. You know, the constant calls of collusion. I won't miss. Mm -hmm. um, certain owners, Dylan, texting me ten minutes prior to the kickoff of the one o'clock games with some 
urgent issue that could have been tackled at any time during the week. I won't miss different teams hitting me up on Thursday afternoon saying that I have to push a trade through that they just made with somebody mm-hmm. because they took their time and waited until Thursday to work out a trade, even though one of those players was playing in the Thursday night game. I won't miss that. Um, I will miss the power a little. It's always nice having power, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, what's even more powerful than, you know, having the reins is winning championships. And that's what, that's what I'm, I'm setting out to do. That's, that's what I like to hear. Um, now any favorite stories, any favorite memories, any, like you got to have something good in that. And this can go all the way back to 2014 when the league was created. Um, literally anything. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll, uh, I'll be, I'll be a big man right now. I'll use this opportunity to, um, apologize. I, I made one bad decision as commissioner. And like you said, we'll go all the way back to 2016. And, you know, I've been holding this in, unwilling to maybe reconcile this because of still being in a position of leadership. But I think I'm ready to, to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in 2016, I vetoed a trade between Sam and Nooch. Nooch was sending Darren McFadden, who was recently promoted to the starting running back for the Dallas Cowboys. There's a name. So going to see all that volume mm-hmm. to Sam for Keenan Allen. And I was like, Sam is getting the way better part of this deal. Adams a running back. He's the starting running back for the Dallas Cowboys, a team that runs it all the time. And Nooch is a team that's out of playoffs and he's sending, uh, he's getting Keenan Allen, but you know, there's, there's no sense in sending that over. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong. I mean, Keenan Allen outperformed Darren McFadden by a long shot. And McFadden, you know, wasn't the running back that Zeke Elliott was. And, and there was a reason they decided not to run it more when Zeke Elliott wasn't in there. Yeah. Um, so that's on me that, you know, I genuinely thought that was an unfair trade at the time. I should have let that go through the arbitration process with yeah. the league managers for them to vote on it. And I didn't. And I, and I vetoed it. I got a little power crazy, maybe. And uh, I regret it. But I will, but I will again reiterate, I think that's the only bad decision that I made as a league manager. So you know, I'll hang my head on that. But at the same time saying, you know, looking in the camera, I know you're listening to this right now, Sam Nooch. I'm sorry for that decision. That was uh, that was beneath me. I shouldn't have done that. Um, and I look forward to working with both your organizations in the future. Well, I tell tell them right now. I hope they're listening. I know they'll be listening. He is looking into the camera, and he means it sincerely. And I think right there, that's a great example of why Alec was such a great uh, commissioner for such a long time because he could have told any goofy story. He could have taken a shit on one of his. Uh, former o- or not former on an owner and he kind of could have wa- like wiped on their grave but no he uh he was humble talked about a mistake he made and he's owning up to it so hey chris i'll tell you what there's these these same t- these same 12 leagues same 11 other owners are in the league mm-hmm. year in and year out i have plenty of dirt on each of them um and i'll use that when the time comes um yeah. you know we i like to maintain the relationships with my other with my other o- owners and organizations and um, I'll continue to do that and keep things close to the vest. I don't, I don't spill the beans when people tell me things. So, yeah. um, just a little promotion for Deach's Peach's organization right there. That's why I like to hear, um, you know, we're playing chess. They're playing. Chess. <laughs> All right. Um, now last thing, any bold fantasy predictions, bold fantasy predictions. I, let's see. I, um, I have no bold predictions. My bold prediction, here's my bold prediction, is that there's no bold predictions. There are 12 teams in this league. 
out of those 12, only five teams have ever been crowned the champion of this league. And my prediction, which is not my bold prediction, is that there will not be a first-time champion this year. The winner of the league will come from one of those five teams that have already won the league before. That's my not-so-bold, bold prediction. Wow. Who's already won the league. Well, uh, I, I got to disagree, obviously, as someone who's never won the league. Um, and one thing we're going to uh, finish every interview with is a little gambling question. So this week's gambling question is, will Colin or Dylan make it to Quasi this year? Minus 105, yes. Minus 115, no. What are you taking? So one, either one of the two of them. It doesn't need to be both. It just has to be one of them. I'm saying yes. Dylan shows my prediction for a – Dylan shows for a night slash – morning day water slides and then gets in his truck and heads out of town that's my prediction colin no show as always unfortunate well that's that <laughs> schedule um are you excited for quasi i know i'm excited um uh it's the best weekend of the year man didn't they best weekend I, of uh, I, I wouldn't miss it <laughs> well Deitch, that's all i need from you brother um thank you for coming on the first pod uh and it was awesome. I think you were probably the best person I've interviewed first. I hope everyone. Wow, one of one, one of one, Chris. I'm a recurring guest now, so I'm. I'm. That means I'm welcome back anytime. So you got to. Uh, you are welcome back anytime. You got. You got to let me know next time you want to hear from me. I. I just like chatting with you. So. Perfect. Well, um, you know, we don't even have to record it. We can just. We could just talk. I, I like that idea. And uh, off, off the record, I could. I could tell you. I could tell you some deeper secrets off the record. Wow, might have to shoot you a text in the upcoming. <laughs> <laughs> here we go but um couldn't be anyone better to have as my first guest and thanks for thanks for coming for round one and can't wait for everyone to hear it all right brother i'll talk to you peace later well uh we just got rid of alec and so normally what i hope to do with these pods um is that We'll spend the first time on my solo act, similar like a lot of the um, podcasts you hear, something like Pardon My Take, different ESPN shows I know do this too. But we'll do like a little monologue opening for me in the beginning, then get to our interviews, and then might finish with a little wrap-up for me right now. Um, so we'll have to get right into uh, what I was going to start with, which, welcome to your fantasy season. Really odd how this interview is going to go because Alex just went. Now it's my turn. But welcome to 2021-2022. Um, I personally cannot wait. First off, I just want to formally take my um, commissionership. So happy to be given it. So many ideas. So many promises. I'm going to fucking kill it. Um, you already know that I'm going to do a great job with this, guys. As you heard my interview, I think I was born for this. I had to work to get in this league when Colin lost that spot. I got in here so goddamn fast. Um, fun little fact, I might be spilling some beans right here, but we're a tight friend group. I helped run Zoe's team in 2015, um, or maybe it was 2017. It was first year before I formally got invited. So I really kind of – I've gotten this league quietly, you know, a little um, – I, I worked my way here. So I'm fired up for – this opportunity to be the commissioner. Um, as I said, I've already delivered on my first promise, which was the fantasy trophy presentation. I want to apologize for the lack of 
professionalism in that. We were all quite toasted after the Saturday night we had. So that's why our it didn't come out too well. Um, but first promise was that I was going to get Kevin the trophy. Promise made, promise delivered. Kevin doesn't have the trophy right now. I actually have it. It is waiting to be engraved this week. Um, and I, pro- I plan on giving Kevin trophy definitely. Kevin the trophy back definitely before the season starts. Um, finally, one more time, thank you guys so much for the commissioner opportunity. I can't wait. So what to expect is me as the commissioner. Um, you're going to get someone who's honest. You're going to get someone who's straightforward. You're going to get someone who cares. I want to listen to you guys, but I also want to put my foot down and be a leader when it matters. I'll hold uh, votes. I'll hold different ways to figure out decisions. I do not plan on vetoing trades unless needed. If a trade will be vetoed, it will be up to the league. It will not be up as me as commissioner. I plan on running a very democratic type of league, um, and that's the way I want to rule. But as you know, sometimes leaders have to put their foot down, and they have to take take charge. So I will also do that. But once again, as I said in that little monologue I just had, thank you so much. I'm going to do a great job. I believe in myself. I hope you believe in me. This podcast is also something that I promised we are going now, actually, before I get into this. So what do you expect from this pod? So what you're going to get from this podcast will be a weekly pod. I hope to release it either Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. Whole point of that day of the week is because one, I assume a lot of people have podcasts to listen to on Monday because that's when everyone releases their post football podcast. So you should have something to listen to. Wednesday's normally a dead time. Also, I do not want to record on Monday night just in case we have a crazy Monday night game that could be fun to talk about. Um, and it will also make a difference in the black jersey and that sort of thing I give out each week. Well, I will be doing this podcast every week. There will still be a couple Instagram lives this year. Plan on doing four or five of those. Now, the type of segments you'll get. So as I've kind of said already, I think three or four times, the monologue before, interview, maybe ending monologue, that will be the podcast. They're going to range from 25 to 30 minutes. I can't really imagine it going more than 30 minutes, especially as this is the first time kind of doing a podcast or recording. We'll see how I do though. Um, So you're going to get it weekly, every Wednesday on 30 minutes long. So I plan on interviewing every single person in the league. Um, Maybe we'll get the time where we get two or more owners, one or more owner, but it's going to be a consistent podcast. um, And it's going to, there'll be different segments. So obviously we're going to have the black Jersey segment, one of everyone's favorites, but I plan on adding a couple more. I could make some up on the spot right now, but I don't want to do that. I want them to be organic. I want them to come to me naturally. So we will add segments as we get closer to the season. All right, now, that's what we're going to get from the spot. But let's kind of break down what's going to happen this season. So last year was a really weird year due to COVID, and I think we all know that. Different people out of COVID, different people out for COVID, games getting canceled, games on a Tuesday night. You didn't know what would happen. Really excited for a normal fantasy football year. But I want to remind everyone, if you're going to draft someone, the the vaccination of a player is important because they will be on quarantine for less of a time compared to someone who's not vaccinated. So I recommend looking into um, looking at vac- vaccinated players this year. Now, if we break down last season, some could say there could be an asterisk around it. I will not say it. Kevin definitely deserved to be the championship. But as we all remember, around week six or week seven, um, everyone was within one or two games of each other. I think last place and first place was a two to three game, three game difference. And it was really tight. I think this year we'll see a little bit more space. We'll see teams kind of break out the pack. And I think we'll see a much different season in fantasy than we had with COVID. 
Once again, no asterisk at all. Kevin had to fight through these things. Personally, I think Kevin deserved the championship. Um, he had a great team. He had great late round players. I'm not looking at him right now. I'm not going to bullshit you. This is a podcast, so I don't want to waste your time. But Kevin earned it, and that was awesome. But I think this year we'll have it be a little different. Um, next, so with our draft selection with the first 12, some people have asked, why did I think Stu Finer was the appropriate choice? One reason. He's a beast, right? I think Stu Finer was the perfect guy to do our league um, draft selection. Yes. Um, now I got to apologize. I am a little caught off guard because I thought I had the draft selection saved on my phone, but I don't. Um, so we're not going to talk about the draft selection. What we will do is I will plan on having one more podcast before the draft order where I'll invite um, possibly last year's winner to talk about last season. And then we will go break down the draft order. I want to thank you for listening to my fantasy football podcast. And I can't wait to do this more often. Hope you guys enjoyed listening. Bon voyage.